With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wolverine Nation, welcome to Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, former Michigan Wolverines, and happy once again because once again we're celebrating a victory, 3-0, 3-0. Happy all the time when you come to have a review of a game that you won. But in this episode, we're going to talk about that and something else. Tom Brady's return to the big house and what a return it was. He addressed the team. He addressed each and every position. It was a great talk, a great speech. Uh, it was an inspirational one. That's what, I, what I've heard. And everyone has been talking about his presence in the locker room. We'll also be talking about the bad start of this game. Was it too much? Did we think of this team as put them on a high pedestal? Did they start listening to the Kool-Aid? <laughs> well, we'll see because we're going to talk about the beginning of the game and what was going on in our heads being down so early. What does this type of game do for a team like us? And, oh, I got to bring in my co-host, Jamie Morris. James, were you at the game? You know what, Jared? I was at the game. It was a great feel. Everybody was excited. The fans had a fever pitch going on, thinking thinking of another Wolverine um, victory. But you know what? It was hard fought, and um, that's that's exactly what I personally I think that's what they needed. I think they needed to be. They were behind, which was good for them for their uh, character. It showed great character. And hey, what we've been talking about is. You know, we've been talking about Jabril Peppers for a long time, and Jabril Peppers really showed what his net worth was to this team. <laughs> he, he did, but and it was a scary one. We're going to talk about that in this episode. We're also going to talk about a few things that uh, went on in the stands. Of, you know, a little bit of booing going on, a little bit of, uh, you know, just disheartenment of, of what they were seeing. But we did, like I did say, uh, Tom Brady was there, and, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the offense, the defense, and and what's going on with the future. Because this week, we start the Big Ten. The Big Ten. So all of that on this episode of Go Blue Players with J&J. When we come back, stick around. This is Ward Manuel, Athletic Director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back to the Go Blue Players with J&J and our The Way I See It segment in The Way I See It segment. We'll provide our analysis of the team from a former teammate of Jim Harbaugh's point of view. And we're going to give you some insight as players that played at Michigan and what we think would be going through our minds 
if the same scenarios that went on in this game happened to us. And the first one I got to talk about is, you know, we always were told, start fast, start fast. Well, we started, but it wasn't fast. And before you know, it was down 14-0. And uh, we started getting some some booze, James. There was some booze coming. And I think it was rightfully, you know, so or not. No, it's rightfully so. In, in, in the atmosphere of the sports society in itself, fans pay a lot of money for going to uh, football games and sporting events in general. And they expect their team to give an effort. This team didn't, this team looked like it wasn't given an effort and they let you know how they really felt. It would, is it really a, a effort? Because um, it was a big play. They gave up a big play and big pass play. And, and then the offense comes in, uh, you know, gives up a, a sack that goes for, uh, you know, a fumble. Is it, well, so talk to me about that. I mean, because those things have I, did, is was it more so that the players were overlooking the team, or was it that it was just the excitement of you know coming from the locker room, listening to Tom Brady and and you know the whole hype of of how well they've been playing the last couple of weeks. Look, Jared, as you well know, um, you want to start fast in your home crowd. It's important to get off to a fast start. And that's why we talked at Michigan, get off fast. Uh, I can remember going back when we played South Carolina in 1985, we went down there and it was an incredible atmosphere. And the one thing about it was, is we took it to them early. This is exactly what Colorado did to us. They took it to us early. I mean, they came off, they did things that we didn't expect. Uh, I don't think we were quite ready. I think we were looking for teams like Hawaii and Central Florida, we weren't looking for an undefeated team that was coming in with an attitude that was going to come after us. And it, it showed. You could see the, the team, yes, we got Tom Brady got a chance to give them a speech before the game. But, hey, you can talk all you want. You got actions ha- happen on the field. And we weren't taking action. Colorado was. They were. And you did mention what, what, what uh, we used to think about. And that was getting a, a quick, a quick start. And, and when Colorado came into what they would consider a hostile environment and in a situation where Michigan is doing very well, they also have celebrities coming in every week giving inspirational, uh, motivational talks. I think their goal was to start off fast, and they could not have have done a better job getting a big play on offense and then getting another big play on defense. But I will say this. Uh, Spade took a big hit. He took a big hit, and maybe um, it's some of that uh, that it may have woken him up because he took a big hit, lost the ball. They go in, uh, Colorado scores off of that play, but he came back, didn't he? He came right back. And let me tell you something. The one thing about that is, is if Tom Brady's not on that sidelines, Wilton Spade maybe sits out that game the rest of that game because he got hit just from that, just hit? from that, from hit. that, that hit? hit. He's in, if you listen to what he told the reporters, he got hit like he never been hit before. It was the hardest hit he's ever had in his football career. That being said, he looked down there looked down on the sidelines as he was coming out and talking to the trainers. He saw Tom Brady there and Tom Brady and him had a special moment before the game. They got, he got to be introduced to him before the game. That being said, that young man knew, he had to go out and pl- perform. Now you can see that he was overthrowing his passes, and that kind of rocked him. But he got it. He he got his head back together, and you can see that he he pulled it together, and he he continued to play. Do you think that that was a, a turning point? Uh, obviously, it was a turning point in the game, but 
a turning point for the for this season because they allowed um Colorado to 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 score like they were scoring. This game could get out of hand quickly. And if you if your quarterback stands in there, makes a decision to make some some choices that he's sticking in and we're going to make this thing work. I think you can might almost say that the Big 10 season started right then. Started right then and there. I think uh, Wilton Spade's career started right there. I think he showed his toughness, he showed his leadership, and he showed that he can he can bring a team back. I think the the uh, career of William, I mean Wilton Spate is going to be good if he continues to do what he's doing. He should, and, and you know as well as I do, you need a leader to take you through the fire because you're not always going to be up. You got to come back. Right. And uh, he showed right. the mark of a good quarterback. Well, that that is something that we are definitely happy to see. But what I'm not happy to see is that the running game is still suffering. I'm 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 not seeing the running game that. Uh, I would like to see. I mean, <laughs> take away some uh, a big run, and uh, Devion Smith is, is you know it's it's abysmal. I mean, ten carries. No, ten carries. Right, you know, one forty-two yard run. But besides that, it, it, it's 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 not, we need some help. What what is going on with the running game? It's a combination of two things, Jared. It's the offensive line and it's the running backs that we've talked about. I think we have a freshman in Chris Evans who's getting up into the holes and almost to the point where he's getting there too fast. I think we have veteran running backs that are taking their time and not getting to the holes fast enough. But I think the offensive line, they got to get used to one another. As you see in the uh, Central Florida game, we weren't able to run the ball, so we abandoned the run and we went we went up top. I think we, we did run the ball against uh, um, a uh, lackluster Hawaii team um, we just need to get, you know, we just need to get into a groove and run the ball and, you know, keep pounding it. It's, it like you and you and I, when we play for Bo Schimbeckler, if you had eight men in the box, we just made, we just had the quarterback. It didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. That's we were right. going to run the ball downhill anyway. You try and stop us. That's that's it. So do you think that the, I mean, we, we start talking about Grant and, and Newsom and uh, Kugler, Cole. You, you know, you always said that, you know, it, it's going to start with Cole at, at, at center. Um, Mason, Cole. What, what do you, is it, is it, because I even read, I even read where those guys talked about, um, they heard the rumblings of, of fans complaining about the run game and they said, let's chill out. We got this. We got this. But when you look at it, we, it seems like you don't have this. Look, stop talking about it, and you know as well as I do. When you have yes. off- offensive linemen that are talking to the press, then they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. When you and I played, our offensive linemen didn't speak. They just did with action. That's what you got to do. That's the problem with athletes today is you want to answer all your critics one by one in the press. Don't talk about it. Go get it done. True, true. So um, the running, well, we did say – uh, Dar uh, Devion Smith was led the team in rushing with uh, 11 carries and 87 yards. But we have to say that that was you know 42 of it came on one. Ty Isaac, 10 carries, 18 yards. Uh, you know, and and that's those are the two top uh carriers, uh, ball carriers and and yardage. But receiving, but again. Another stellar, stellar week. I mean, seven receptions, 87 yards. Hill, 
in the fullback and tight end coming out. He only he gets two receptions. Darbo gets two receptions, and and that's it. You know, it's like the tight end has seven, and then a cluster of of receivers pick up two, uh, two receptions. But what I have to say is, you know, where are we gonna go when we starting the Big Ten this week? That if the running game is not working and the passing game is only going through one particular person. Well, we have to, we have to I mean, talk to me. I mean, I think, I think you saw a glimpse of that last year. They're going to, they're going to be creative. They're going to run jet sweeps and with the wide receivers, they're going to try to get the ball into um, our special specialist um, players. We're going to try to give it to Von Doom. We're going to try to give it to Chesson. We're going to give, give it to, Darbo, we're gonna run. We're gonna run by, but until a running back steps up and decides that hey, this is my team, my offensive team, and I decide, I decide that who's gonna when we're gonna move the ball. Until that happens, Jared, as you well know, somebody's got to step up and say this is my team and make it make it go. Because being an old running back, you you, step, you establish the mentality of this team and how this team's gonna play. And until that happens. You know, the running the running back by committee is going to happen. And, you know, I think the coaching staff is going to find ways to get the ball. They're going to run screens. They're going to run draws. They're going to run. I mean, as long as the passing game is doing OK, but you you got to you got to establish the running game. And that's what the coaches are going to do. Uh, same as last year. That's what they did last year. Running back by committee and run with the wide receivers. You run with the speed until you get the guys outside. Hook them and go. That's what you, that's what you do. Well, it's good. I mean, I. The bottom line is we, we got some victories and, and fought through adversity. Things didn't go the way that we thought they were going to go. They didn't start. They started off differently. And they did make some you – know, defensively, they started coming together, making some plays. Special teams has been special all – I mean, all year, whether it be blocking kicks or blocking punts. Now we get a return. Um, we're starting to play where if something's not working in one area – it's picked up in, an, in another area, and that is a sign of a great team. Talk to me about the best player on the – well, I say the best player. I think everybody in the stands would say best player. Um, I think uh, Coach Harbaugh has said, who was the best player on Saturday? Was it Jabril Peppers. I mean, without a doubt. One no of the best players in the country. I mean, I'm going to go as far as to say that, Jared. Why not? I mean, this young man moved the linebacker. He's 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 running blitzes. He's covering. He's playing safety. He's um, returning punts, as you said. He's returning kicks. I mean, and he's he's the he's probably the top three, one of the top three running backs on the team. So this this kid is giving us everything he's got, and he wants more. He wants the ball more in his hands. So when you ask me who the best player is, it's Jabril Peppers, and he's one of the top five best players in the country. And he's proving it each day when he when he plays when he puts that helmet on. So we have to be happy with what's going on. Special teams, we still we still have a job to do. But as you say, I think the misconception is is there's three phases to the game: offense, defense, and special teams. There's really four phases to the game: offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. Everybody always leaves. They take a bit, they take for granted that coaching's going to be there. No. Coaches got to put players in the right position, and that's what's happening. We're putting players in the right position, a.k.a. Jabril Peppers. He's in the right place at the right time. He is, he is and he's doing a, a great job. So let's give out some grades. I would say offensively, I would give a seven. Yeah. 
Agree, disagree. Agree, disagree. I agree. I agree. Look at we took some we took some um, some hits to the chin. Um, we responded. We still got to run the ball, Jared. And you and I, you that's, and I both understand where, we got to run the ball. That's where I, the the minus is I get in is running the ball defensively. I might surprise you, but I'm giving it a seven. They've been giving up big plays. They're giving up big plays. And one thing that we always were told, no big plays or no plays of 25 yards or more. And and this is a second week in a row that at least, at least that's happened once. I agree with you on your grading, but remember, their best defensive player, and that includes Jabril Peppers, hasn't played yet. And that's Jordan Lewis. I mean, until Jordan Lewis gets out on the field, we're not going to really know what this defense can do because this is a guy who has been recognized as an All-American, who's who can shut down. He's a lockdown corner who played excellent last year. We're just waiting for Jordan Lewis to come get on this field, and then I think the defense becomes a whole. I think you 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 will find less less big plays with Jordan Lewis being able to uh, play. Well, but uh, would you agree or disagree with a? No, seven? I agree. You're 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 right on. Okay, now special teams. Special teams. I, now this, I think, you have to grade it on a curve because it would have to go based on the first two games too. I'm only giving it a seven, even though it was a touchdown. Because <laughs> last week we talked about we talked about uh, what does it take to get uh, a, a, a ten. We did get a score this time, but a uh, seven. Agreed, agreed. Fully disagreed. agreed. I would have said 6.5. You know, we, the, it's going to come down to a field goal one day. It's going to come down to an extra point, And we can't miss these. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, Kenny Allen's doing what he can. But, you know, we've got to be able to do the things we need to do. And he's got to become more consistent. You know what I'm saying? I know he's got a, he's got a job on his, on, on his hands being the kicker, the punter, and the kickoff man. And it's difficult, but you know you got to yeoman up and get it done. But what about the uh, return? Oh, I mean, you know, you, you know, I, I mean, I love the <laughs> returns, and it's been a long time coming. Now he's got one in the end zone. I'm sure, you know, that they will hopefully that will happen, and more will come come with it. Yeah, you know, you got to just quickly to talk about that. I mean, when you look at this guy, is playing inside line. He's playing linebacker, linebacker, return man. And he's playing, uh, uh, getting some some time on offense, running the ball. That is a uh, very versatile individual, and I'm glad that he can stick with what he's doing. Linebacker, he's that linebacker, meaning he's not a little guy. No. He's not, you know, what I mean, he's not a, he's not, you know, he's not huge, but he's not a little guy. And being able to be the kick, re- a punt returner, inside linebacker, running back. I, he is very special. He's a very special player. So overall, overall, your grade, I would say seven. Yeah, I'd say seven coming out. I think that's a fair assessment. I think you know this, even though they uh, Colorado took it to us early. And now, if you think about it, Jared, <laughs> we always talk about emotion. The home team has the the first two minutes to four minutes of the game. Colorado came in our house and took the first four minutes away from us from an emotional standpoint, and we had to stab off their emotions and win that game. So I'll, I'll take that. We just got to, like you said earlier, we got to get ready for the Big Ten now. The preseason's over. 
Okay, you've had your cupcakes and you've had your your coffee. Now it's time to go play the real big man football. It is time. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, Coming up, Penn State coming in, another home game. Looking, You know, I mean, we talk about uh, the Big Ten and uh, there's really, well, everyone thinks that there's two teams atop the Big Ten and then the rest of them, but... The Big Ten is the Big Ten, and that means that you must play every single game. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. They're looking to make a name when they come into the big house and they play against Michigan. Any victory over Michigan is like a, a you know, is a is is a bowl game. So starting this week, Penn State, Big Ten play. We're looking for what do you think we have to do to prove that we are ready to start receiving these uh, our Big Ten championships again. Well, we just got to play solid football. We got to play on both on all three phases of the game, and you know, coaching will take care of itself. I'm uh, I'm sure that Coach Harbaugh is going to preach that. Um, and you know, we got to run the ball. That's the most important thing, and I think the coaches are going to uh, echo that fact to them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday. You know as well as I do, we're going to have to be able to run the ball and let the conference know that we're we're a hard nosed team that's going to bring it downhill on them we do have to you know i agree totally agree um there is something that uh is important and and that is for me and for i think when we talked when you were where when we played together and when uh i was a captain you were a captain that the importance of what it meant of the opening of the big 10 champ our uh, big 10 conference of when you're playing that Big Ten, their first Big Ten game, because you never want to be behind the eight ball, meaning you got to start off, just like we want to start off fast in the game, you want to start off fast in the league. So not only do you always look at the opponent as a, a very important game, a very important opponent when you're playing against them, but you have to put it down like, make a, put a statement down. And I'm looking for Michigan, and 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 this is what we talked earlier about the the fans booing and and what a state what what is a staple game compared to a a uh, where the tickets are different prices when you play against different teams. Starting off the Big Ten, I think whether whoever you're playing, whether it's a a, a lower uh, ranked team or a team that's not ranked at all, but when you're playing the first. Big Ten game, I think it's always important to start off fast, just like we want to start games off fast, to start off by making a statement. I'm entering the Big Ten, a uh, uh, Big Ten play, and I'm showing you who's the big dog because we all know that Ohio State has had a great run. They've had a great, great run in the Big Ten, and they've had a great run against us. So we know off the bat, Big uh, Ohio State is is looking to make a statement because Michigan is all the talk, all the talk, all all season it was about Michigan. So they want to start off fast. So I'm really hoping that we can start this season off against Penn State with a statement type of play. And I think fans will be looking for that or there will be some more booing like there was. Even, listen, we had booing this week. The score... We, we're, we're averaging 53 points a game. And we still won. The, the, we won this game. I, I, the, the final score, what was the final score? It was a 45 to 28. 
We put up 45 points, but the team, the, the, the fans were booing early on. That is what we have expectations of, that the fans expect for us to do certain things. And in this first game, they're looking to do, they're looking for us to do a lot of things. And I'm hoping that they can do that. So with that, stick around because we will be right back with our next segment, which is our big blue segment and my final conversation or part three of my conversation with the University of Michigan's athletic director, Ward Manuel. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You know, I look, I look at um, um, uh, the uh, young quarterback from, from Texas uh, who went on and uh, was uh, drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Um, oh, man. He won the Heisman. Johnny Man. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Menzel. And I completely think that what has happened with him, that I don't think that any redshirt freshman or sophomore should be eligible to win the Heisman. Because I think with, with the addition of all of these media things, that it's just too much pressure for a person of that age, that they just, it's not, they're, they're not equipped to handle what is still going on. They're still developing they're still going through things. That's why I asked the question about, um, you know, with all of the technologies that go on, does the school and you being as athletic director, does the athletic department um, have a certain say in it? And I understand, I mean, because the reason why I was asking, because it's, it, it would be very difficult. How, what would be your say? Well, so it, it puts so, it puts so much responsibility on young adults and they and, and they have to be so much, they got to be mature in order to deal with it right. in, in, in a way that um, will not jeopardize their future. Yeah. And you, and I, th- you balance yeah. teaching them, right. Teaching them and educating them on the appropriateness and how to deal with negative comments without, um, without snapping right back right away. You want yeah, to, exactly. you hear, you get a negative comment. You want to respond right then. Right. Boom. Without thinking but it's about that, it. it's, it's teaching them how to grow, but it's also, Jared, allowing yeah. them, like we did, the space to, um, you know, have their First Amendment right and, and the protections that we have. Um, That's why I asked the question, because it's so difficult. It is. As you just said, it's their first amendment, right? Yeah. And that's why I was asking as a, you know, as an athletic director and, and, and a, a huge uh, athletic department like University of Michigan, and um, to to say, and and you coming from, like we was just saying, playing with Bo, where Bo wouldn't put up with none of that. It wouldn't right. even exist. You would you would not be allowed to. It it wouldn't it wasn't allowed. It wouldn't be allowed. And so you coming from that era, then moving into this era where you're the the head athletic director here in in charge, right. and and you have all of these. Um, athletes, not and I mean, it's not just the football team. That all these athletes right. that have so many accounts, and I was wondering, and it, it's it's a balance. Oh, it definitely, and we, we 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 definitely get enough. I mean, we talk about a whole lot of stuff, and this 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 interview has gone longer than I ever expected yeah. it to go. So we it's going to end up being more than it's going to be a two part. Right. <laughs> We're going to have to cut it, cut it, cut it. Um, but. Uh, 
I do. I think you understand what I, I, what I'm asking with the all the things the technologies that go on right now, and be, trying to give them the freedom that the Constitution gives them, but balancing that with the age of where they are and how it could affect the rest of their lives by making one big mistake or saying one bad tweet or, or you know, putting something out. Is there a education for them to make the right decisions? And, and do, is there a program or is there something oh, absolutely. that- Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, whether it's my staff, um, we, we, we do a lot around, a lot more than when, when you and I were here programming on leadership uh, in understanding um, developing into a leader uh, in the messaging, both in personal interactions in your Twitter accounts, your Facebook, all those things and how they are uh, tracked in there. Once you put them out, it's public uh, that people are watching not only everything you do in person, but all the things you say, um, on any of your accounts that you have there out there publicly, uh, that all that stuff lives with you, uh, and you take it with, with you wherever you go. And so be careful, be cognizant. We teach them about the messaging, uh, how to respond. The coaches do a great job at working with their, uh, student athletes on that as well, uh, to really remain, uh, you know, positive in the messages that they send, uh, to understand the implications of it. Um, if it's, I tell our student athletes, if, if it's out there on Twitter and Facebook is as, is as if we were standing there right there watching you, um, you know, whether it's a picture or a post or something you say, um, those kind of things have, um, can be used for positives. And as you alluded to, it could, uh, lead to a lot of negatives, uh, for them, not only uh, right away, but long term. And so they just need we, we try to teach them uh, and get them to understand the power uh, of the technology, the power of these particular apps uh, to uh, be used uh, positively and the power that they have uh, and can have uh, in a negative effect on them. And so we, we spend a, uh, a lot of time. Uh, with that message. We use a lot of the examples that are um, not only amongst our student athletes, but across the country on ways to use or not to use, um, you know, the the different uh, pieces of technology to deliver a message. And so um, we we do monitor it. We do uh, educate on it. Uh, We want them to grow. We want them to learn. And uh, just because 30, 30 years ago we didn't have it, they have it now. And it's, it's only going to get – there are only going to be more and more um, different ways to communicate that evolve over time. Uh, and we want them to leave here understanding uh, how to use something uh, in a positive way uh, to communicate, uh, but also to allow them to learn how to have a voice uh, given this technology in the world and use that uh, in a positive manner for them for the rest of their lives. I Did I see um, a, there's another program that was started um, at, at, at Michigan. I saw you at the podium. It was this week. I think yeah. there was another program. What was it called? Uh, 
Yeah, the the uh, Ross Initiative. Uh, Stephen Ross, who's a graduate of Michigan, a great supporter to the university and to athletics. Uh, after the incident that occurred with the Miami Dolphins, um, developed a program that he wants to teach people how uh, through sports to really deliver. Uh, a message about diversity and about the importance of allowing uh, people to to have differences, but for us to come together. Uh, and so we had that uh, program for our student athletes, our coaches. I was in attendance yesterday um, and brought in the guest speaker to kick off uh, this year in a in a very positive way uh, to bring. And what is that called? What is it called? It's the uh, Ross Initiative uh, for uh, Sports Equality. Well, that's um, – I, I think we, we covered a lot of stuff, and and I could see why they've chosen uh, Ward, you, as the athletic director. I've always been impressed from day one. We, we talked about it first time that we saw each other, uh, first day as freshmen that we – that we reported and um, I'm so glad, you know, I think you know how proud I am of you for being at the level that you have reached. And it wasn't by just uh, happenstance. It was because you put your work in, you did it. Um, even as student, uh, <laughs> you always were the one that uh, had the very nice GPA <laughs> besides being, <laughs> besides, uh, just playing on the football field. So I always was encouraged by you. I mean, um, when I graduated in four years, it was one of the reasons was because of Ward Manuel and because of Tim Williams. You guys both always motivated me because of how smart you guys were. And you, especially because how much, how good your penmanship was. (laughs) (laughs) You, You know, so, I mean, that is one of the reasons why um, when I graduated in four years where, you know, a lot of people would, would start with uh, in the physical education department and then transfer out. I decided to stay in the physical education department and graduate in four years and then go to graduate school for that fifth year. But it was all motivated by two people. <laughs> Ward Manuel and, and Tim Williams. Yeah. And so just to let you know, man, how proud I am of you to 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 have reached. And I remember talking about it when you were at uh, University of Michigan as a, a associate you, uh, AD or assistant AD. Yeah. And then you got the job to go to Buffalo. And I said, you know, you know, you go to Buffalo for a few years, go somewhere else and then come back as the AD at, at Michigan. And we both said, you know, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan and that's exactly what happened i'm so glad i know i think you know how glad i am for you to have uh reached this love you know i love you man no you're, you're like a brother no same here, so man. and listen um you know we've always stayed in touch and and it's uh you know motivated each other for success and so you know whether no matter where i've gone man i, I never forget you know, my teammates and the people around me that, you know, and I delivered a message yesterday at the, the rise program. And I said to them what I meant, and that is you, you have to take care of each other. You have to be supported, supportive of each other. Um, 
you know, in what we're doing now uh, in your team, in this department, so that we can be better. Uh, and, you know, Bo, and we use it and we talk about it still, you know, used to tell us, used to come in at some point during the year and talk about nobody's more important than the team. Um, and that's what this is, man. And, and I love you like a brother and, and love your family. And, and you learn over the years that, you know, life is we, we participate in sports and I want to win championships for these young people who are working so hard and, and the coaches who are working hard and the staff. Uh, but ultimately, um, when all of that is done, uh, it's really about who we become uh, and what we go out into the world to do uh, to help uh, the world and, and help us and our families be better. Uh, and ultimately, if, if my career is judged by that, um, and people look back and say he may help us be better, help make us better, help push us to uh, to rise up uh, and do the right things and, and to be great at whatever we choose to do. Uh, that's my, my success. Ultimately, um, the championships are going to come and go. The wins and losses uh, will come. Uh, but hopefully in life we win far more than we lose. And, and ultimately that's, that's what you and I have done uh, with our lives. That's what we learned uh, from this great institution. That's what we learned from uh, coaches like Bo and Mo and Lloyd and Les and others, um, you know, who have taught us along the way. And that is what I'm trying to give back to these young people uh, so that they have every opportunity to take what they learn here uh, and to be successful in life. Well, I do wish you much success in that. I know that. Well, um, I know you do as a, <laughs> as a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, and it's always, as always, man, it's, it's, it's such a pleasure to be, to stay in touch with you all the time. Yeah, man. absolutely. We, we, we stay in touch uh, over the years and. Well, you know, and, I moved into and, my new home and, uh, and I'm, had the basement uh, painted and now I'm starting to put up pictures and I have that picture. And you got my picture. Yeah. You got my picture. Well, I, I realize I have to have, I have to put a backing on it so I can hang it. Uh, you know, right now I have it. It's, uh, it, it's still in great shape, but I'm going to have to put up something that I could put a, a hook on and hang it on the wall. But I did have another one from uh, when I was uh, named 40 under 40 and you and your wife came out and, and I hang that picture up oh, last night uh, yesterday and I was uh, thinking and, and remembering the memory knowing I was going to be talking to you today uh, remembering coming out there having dinner seeing you all um, and having your support uh, even back then so you know that that will continue for the rest of our lives and uh, you know if there's anything you ever need man you know that was that was eight years ago was it eight or nine years ago yeah yep that quick that that fast. Yep. It, it, I was at Buffalo at the time. Yep. So it was about it wow. was nine years ago because I was thirty nine when I received it. So wow, huh? time flies. Yeah. Time flies, and uh, but like I said before, I'd rather deal with the time flying than not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
go. So, hey, it, it was a pleasure, uh, as always, to speak with you, man. Um, tell the family I said hello. Love them all. We'll be talking pretty soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jared. You've been listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week to recap the game against Penn State. The opening of the Big Ten. That's right. We start Big Ten play next week. We're always looking forward to that. And as always, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. That's subscribe. Go to iTunes and subscribe so you won't miss any of our shows. You can always get ones from the previous year, previous season, or previous week. Always looking for you to get in touch with us be a follower, subscribe on iTunes, or you can go to Blog Talk Radio and become a follower at Go Blue Players with J&J. Once again, thank you for showing up. Go Blue Players with J&J. See you next week. Go Blue! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.